Hi there. I'm your host, Trisha Shinko. I'm your Inner Buddha Reiki Master Teacher and Awakening Coach from innerbuddha.ca. And I'm here to help emotionally overloaded working moms find relief from anxiety and stress in their personal and professional lives, naturally. It's all about creating sustainable ways to improve your mental and emotional well-being from the inside out. Join me as I take you through my own personal journeys and others who have figured it out for themselves. I share secrets of how I was able to break free from the overwhelming mind chatter and constant worry through self-discovery, spirituality, and practicality. My mission is to help you break free from old patterns and cycles so you can stress less. You're listening to Inner Buddha's Zen Entrepreneurs Podcast with your host, Trisha Schinkel, and this is episode 10. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about what it really means to awaken. And this is, of course, going to be through my own definitions that I've picked up along the way and my own experiences. This is a really deep topic that we're going to be going into, so I'm going to try to keep it short and sweet so that if you want, you can go back and listen to the episode as many times as you like to really soak in all the information about this topic. With this episode, I'll be just scratching the surface just to give you an idea of what this big movement is really all about. So let's get right to it. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me today. So today I'm talking about awakening and what it really means to me. And so what I'm really meaning is when I say awakening, I'm talking about humanity right now. We are in the midst of a really big, grand awakening. This is a spirituality awakening. It's Spirituality is growing and growing. And the old ways of things are falling away. We can really see this when you look at the last 20 years, the invention of the internet. Things have changed so drastically and so quickly that it's hard to even keep up, right? But then really what that is showing us is we're discovering our true connection with everything and everyone. So I'm not saying the internet's going to connect us to um, everything, but it kind of opens up the door to see all of this, right? So what we're also awakening up to is our connection with the earth, connection with the universe, connection with everyone and everything around us. Our awakening is really an awakening of this connection with oneness with all things, right? Just like Buddha used to talk about, you know, your connection with everything. So right now in this time of great awakening, there are masses of people right now where, who are waking up, and I'm one of them, that we're really waking up to new possibilities, new opportunities, new ways of living life for the, not only myself, but for my family. And this grand awakening really is going to be the end of the last long-lasted epidemic of all the anxiety, stress, rage, terror, depression, all the things that we're still facing today. And of course, I mean, the numbers are small of people awakening versus the people who are suffering. But those numbers are growing every year, which is exciting. So, I mean, right now, obviously, the norm 
is still sadly that, like I said, there's more people suffering than the ones that have figured out how to awaken for themselves. But that's just it. We're not talking about it enough. So that's why I'm here to talk about it on my podcast today. And this is something, keep in mind, for you that you have to kind of do for yourself. It's not something that anyone can do for you. Um, I can show you or tell you how I did it for myself. But really, in the end, it's up to you to take the necessary actions to create the change in your life for yourself. And this is why I feel it's so important for me to share this information because this is such a gr- amazing topic and a concept. So if you've ever heard of this before, or if this is your first time hearing it, this is something that's going to be getting out there and people are going to be hearing about it. And this is just knowing this information really is the first step to awakening, which is really cool. So to be awakened really means to be fully emerged into the present moment So into the here and now. And of course, because we're human, this isn't going to be the state that we're going to be continuously be in at all times. But the real magic really is that we can learn to step into this state of mind at any point in time we want. So it just takes practice, obviously. But once you kind of figure it out, it gets easier and easier. And I mean, there is times when we naturally get glimpses of this awakened fully state. Things like near-death experiences. Uh, When you get so shocked into reality that brings you completely into the present moment. Or when a child is born, that beautiful, pure oneness the child brings. You know, it's, it's that moment where you're fully immersed into that complete moment. Nothing else matters in life, right? I mean, other people can really find the state by doing this on their own by doing like extreme sports, like snowboarding or race car driving or mountain climbing or skydiving, right? Those situations bring you into like out of the constant mind chatter of your everyday life. And it actually brings you into the present moment, almost instantaneously, right? Which is why these people relish life so much, right? And I kind of envy them for that. But not all of us are like that. Trust me, I'm not. I thought I could skydive. I signed up one time and I put a deposit down and (laughs) a week before we were going to go, I backed out. It's just not for me. And I know that about myself now and I feel good about that. It's okay. (laughs) So I mean, if those extreme sports are really not for you, There's a lot more subtle ways of bringing you into that state of full awakefulness, right? Things like practicing mindfulness. So that's just basically you're bringing your attention fully into the present moment of whatever you're doing at that any given time, right? So you're immersing yourself into all the activities that's happening and then you're not getting distracted by the constant mind chatter of your monkey mind because those your mind I can tell you it can obviously take over at any point in time you know you get distracted with like planning and things you have to do oh you know this person did this so I you know you kind of like you get lost in your thoughts but it's the 
the trick is, is to learn how to catch first that you're doing that, that you're getting lost in that mind. And then just coming back to the present moment, feeling how it feels to be alive in your own body. You know, mindfulness can be as easy as taking something you do all the time and doing it a little bit differently. So what I mean by this is like something like as simple as taking a different route to work. You know, you drive the same route every single day. You know, you, you know the right, the, where the stop signs are, where the turns are. Like you almost do this unconsciously. You can just go and drive and then you're like, you don't, when you get to work, you're like, oh, I don't even remember the drive here. Like, I don't even know how I got here, right? You do this and then if you change that in any way, so you take a different street, that would actually make you wake up and actually pay attention to the road and, you know, pay attention to what's happening and you're doing something different. So you're going to be doing it consciously versus unconsciously in pilot mode. So what I'm saying is that really I've learned personally that most of our days we're living in the state of no mind. So we're operating purely on autopilot and we're really not connected with what's going on in the present minute moment, right? So this is when you're, you know, physically in the room but then your mind is just so preoccupied with all the thoughts of either past or future thought and what you really are just not paying attention to what's going on right in front of you and you lose track of time and things because you're so lost in thought. And these are the times when you can be completely consumed and eaten away by those thoughts. And your mind doesn't know the difference between just a thought and reality. So when you're thinking of things in the past, let's say, that hurt you or some traumatic experience, you're reliving it over and over again in your mind and your mind and your body don't know the difference if it's happening now because your your thoughts are triggering these emotions so that your body's reacting to the emotions that it's triggering by these thoughts. So you're reliving it mentally and physically and that is not good for anybody, right? We don't even realize we're doing it. We just do it. And that, my dears, is where mindfulness, of course, comes in. So once you start realizing you're doing this, it's easier to catch it and stop it and turn it around. Like when you're getting really worked up about something, I remember one time I was cooking supper, making spaghetti, right? I had the water boiling and I was watching it and I was going to put the spaghetti in. And then I just realized at that minute, I was so obsessed with something, a fight that I had a couple days ago that I was getting so worked up about that fight. And I was like, why am I so anxious? Why am I so angry right now? And then I realized it, I'm cooking. I'm, there's no possible way that I could feel this way right now because there's no reason for me to but I'm reliving it in my mind so my body is reacting to how I was thinking and it was it was just like that light bulb moment that went off for me I was like oh my gosh like how often am I doing this how often am I allowing my mind to take over my body and 
take over my life, right? We got to take control back. So there was a saying that Buddha once said that really helps me reprioritize and refocus my thoughts. So I'm going to share it with you now. So what he said was, if you are depressed, you are living in the past. If you are anxious, you are living in the future. And if you are at peace, you are living in the present. Now, I want to ask you this. How often are you really living in the here and now? Do you even know? Which, really, the here and now is all that we ever have. And the author and spiritual um, guide, well, spiritual teacher, I would say, Eckhart Tolle, he said in his books, nothing ever happens in the past or in the future. It always happens in the now. And that's so true. All we ever have is this moment right now. Like five seconds ago when I was talking about that story, that was the current now. Now I'm talking about this. This is the now of now, right? So yes, things happened in the past, but they happened when they happened, they happened in the now, right? There's always going to be a new now. So more further explanation about this. You can read about it if you want in Eckhart Tolle's book, The Power of Now, which was my <laughs> one of the first books that I read that really woke me up. And I think it's worth the read or get an audio. That's what I would do. <laughs> I have both actually. So when we're talking about, you know, being in the now, the determining factor of that is where your conscious thoughts are. So conscious, and this is where conscious and unconscious thoughts patterns come into play. So really, there's two types of choices that we can make in our lives at any point in time, right? There's the conscious decisions and then unconscious decisions. So we tend to make a lot of unconscious decisions on a consistent day-to-day basis. And this is, of course, when we're on autopilot, right? When we're doing up, we get, we wake up at the same time, we get ready, we go to work, we work, at, even at work, we're doing the mundane tasks, doing it over and over again. And then, you know, you drive home and do that mundane task. You just operate on autopilot because we, because we do this so often, it takes such like little to no thought on our part. We just do. It's just like programmed into our body, Right into our days. And then, you know, time can go by like days, weeks, months can go by when you're just operating on autopilot. So really what it comes down to is when we're doing something different out of our routine, that is when we are forced to wake up and we come out of autopilot and then we can make conscious decisions which is a big important part of this whole time, whole thing of awakening consciousness, right? So it's when you make the conscious decisions that you're actually in control of your life. And you know what? That's the thing too, is I find a lot of people that I work with and I talk to, they don't feel in control of their lives. They never do. It's always something else external out there that's controlling you. But the fact of the matter is, the truth is, was when you, when you're in the most control of your life is when you're actually making conscious decisions and you're not 
operating on autopilot and doing those mundane tasks, right? I mean, we do have to do all these mundane tasks. I'm not going to deny that. But when you have, instead of drinking water out of your right hand, maybe switch it and drink water out of your left hand, right? It could be as simple as little tasks like that. Switch it up. The, the more you switch up anything in your life, the better, the, the chances are that you're going to make yourself feel more in control and you're going to be more present in your life and you're going to be able to get away from those crazy, those unhealthy patterns that you're living in your life. That's, you know, the benefit of making conscious decisions really is breaking those unhealthy patterns and making any kind of change obviously can be a little bit of a challenge and it's really bringing your focus and changing your behaviors and doing this is really going to make things change for you and it's going to start making things a lot more easier for you. And I know this firsthand because I had to do this in my own life. And when I work with my clients one-on-one, the most important thing is that we start by realizing what types of autopilots modes that they're operating on. Where are you making these unconscious decisions all day long, right? As much as you can, it may not be easy at first, and it does take practice and to a certain degree of mindfulness, right? But it can be done. And, you know, it could be as easy as setting a daily reminder for yourself at a certain time of day, just to become more fully present in whatever mundane activity you're doing and performing at that time, right? Instead of really just getting immersed in your thoughts and getting lost away in those, that's when things kind of take over, right? Your thoughts take over, your emotions can change just by a thought. And that's, that's the thing. There's huge, huge health benefits to this awakening. It can really just free you from stress and anxiety that you've been plagued with for anything up to a lifetime. And I know because, like I said, this is something that I not only am teaching, but I've lived it. I cannot teach something that I have not experienced myself. And that's why I'm just so passionate about it because I can really see the benefits of this. And I really feel that not enough people are getting this information out to them and I need to find bigger and better ways to share it. So I'm starting here. And um, what I'm really talking about is, now, I'm going to be real. You know, we're not, I'm not saying that you're never going to be feeling sad or mad or frustrated again. You know, we still have these moments of being human and that's okay. But I'm saying the length of time that you're stuck in those emotions are going to be cut shorter and shorter the more and more you awaken. Because being human, let's not kid ourselves, it's a total contrast of emotions. As you go through your awakening, you're going to be triggered by things. And the whole point of getting triggered is so that you can make that conscious, different decision. Do something different than you've ever done before. Um, What I'm saying is, instead of fearing the fear or anger embrace it. Embrace 
you know, you don't, you have, if you want to, if you're sad and you want to cry, cry, right? Don't hold it back. Let it all out. Don't be ashamed of it. And, you know, doing this is going to, if you like hold it in, we all know from experience that compacting these feelings will turn into resistance. And then the resistance is just going to make the issue seem bigger and bigger, right? So just deal with things as they come up. We can really start to embrace those unhappy feelings as much as we embrace the happy ones, right? Uh, The issue really is that we've been taught our whole entire lives as we grew up that we need to sleep things under the rug and, you know, not deal with them and that we shouldn't talk about our problems. And then that only makes us be resentful and bitter. And what we need to really know is that life is contrast. Life is good emotions with the bad emotions and accepting everything for what it is. It's just that we've been taught a different way. And I'm here to tell you that that is all wrong. (laughs) And we can change that now. We have the power to change that now. We just have to start making some conscious decisions, right? So obviously, I mean, come on, this is obviously a lot easier said than done, right? But all you have to know about this little ancient secret is that all you have to do is start small. Just little by little, just start with those little day-to-day issues that come up for you. Once you feel more confident dealing with those smaller issues, you can go back and start working through those bigger issues that you have. And it's those bigger issues obviously have been hanging around for a long, long time. They just don't seem to go away. But um, those issues that go, that, you know, we've been carrying through for a long time, a lot of people call it karma, right? So Deepak Chopra, he said, karma comes from action, which makes sense, right? I mean, it, karma is a kind of like um, a determining factor of, you know, an action has a reaction, right? So we have to, everything kind of comes together. But the only way you're ever going to change your karma is, again, to make different decisions. And this can be done when you notice that these situations are coming up for you, like deja vu moments where you feel like you've been there before and you've been in the same situation before. Or when you're faced with that problem that just keeps coming up and uh, coming up in your life over and over again. I'm talking about issues like um, relationships, let's say. Um, you know, when you fall for that wrong guy, that same type of guy that you fell for over and over again. He was never good for you. And then you just wonder why you keep getting hurt, why this keeps happening to you. And you feel so out of control. It's because you're making the unconscious decision to do the same thing over and over again. That is really an opportunity that you can wake up, see things for what it really is, learn from what's going on. And the only way you're going to break free from the situation again is to make a different decision. And that obviously can be as easy as choosing someone, a guy that you've never chose before. Go down a different path. Break free from your normal 
and do something different. And who knows? I mean, I myself, I used to go for the bad guy. I used to party and, you know, get into a lot of trouble. And when I, my one of my last relationships, I, I it was it went horrible. It was it was two years dragged out way too long, and we fought all the time, and it was just like I was drained and done. But after that relationship, I decided that I'm going to do something different, and this is before I even learned any of this stuff, right? So at that time, I decided I'm going to go for the good guy. I'm going to go for somebody that I've never gone for before. I'm going to find somebody that is right for me. And about, I would say I was probably single for about a year. And then I met my now husband. And he, um, it's funny because we met online. And his um, nickname was Mr. Nice Guy. (laughs) And um, I was like, okay, well, if that's not a sign, if any, I'm going to go for it, right? And we clicked right away. It was like this instantaneous, just like magical moment of pure meant to be-ness, you could say, right? So that's just it. And now we've been together for almost 12 years, married for six years now. (laughs) And um, we have a beautiful life together and we're so happy. Yes, we've had troubles Yes, we've had, you know, had testing times, but the thing is, is that we did something different and that's all it takes for you to, you know, wake up and see what was really life is all about is making those different decisions, taking control of your life and just making those conscious decisions. So I hope all of this makes sense. <laughs> and I know I wanted to make it short and sweet, but I'm we're probably running a little bit longer, but that's okay. Um, but again, like I said, this is just a taste of all the information about the awakening movement and what it's all about. And um, I just really wanted to give you a glimpse of what's yet to come with this podcast and also the work that I do with my clients. So if you do want to learn more um, about these topics, the teachers, the great teachers, spiritual teachers that I learn from, and they have many books and many lectures and uh, about this topic. It's one of them is, of course, Eckhart Tolle, and another guy, uh, gentleman that I listen to is Alan Watts. I actually just discovered him recently, and they are both mind blowing spiritual speakers, and. I just think that if you're interested in this topic, that's a really good place to start. So I just want to say thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for spending your time with me here today. And I really look forward to seeing you on our next episode. And again, until then, just remember to love more so that you can stress less. All right. Much love, everybody. Thanks for hanging around. If you have found value in the information that I've shared today, please feel free to share this episode with others that you feel that would benefit from it. Also, I would love to hear from you. So please leave your reviews with your comments below. If you have a topic that you would like to hear more about in the show, please share your ideas by going to www.innerbuddha.ca 
and clicking on the podcast link at the top of the page. There, you can email me any suggestions or questions that you may have.